Hey guys, uh, real quick, Zach Johnson's up next on the podcast, and this is a short one, but it is a good one. And this guy, he's making, you know, he's made his fortune and made his money on blogging. And if you Google search blogging, um, you're going to find ZachJohnson.com. And so if you were thinking about getting a blog website up and just want to comment and write on things that you like and you want to make money off it, this is the episode to listen to. So enjoy Zach Johnson up next. This is the business machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machines firing up. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Business Machine. This is Brian Town, owner of and CEO of Michigan Creative and podcast host of The Business Machine. Today we've got a great guest and Zach Johnson from Jersey is here on the podcast today. And Zach Johnson is an entrepreneur with 20 years of experience in the world of online marketing and blogging. And blogging is huge, content is huge right now, so I'm really pumped to have him on through his blogs at zachjohnson.com. That's Z-A-C johnson.com and blogging.org what a great domain and if you want to learn blogging check it out i got i got schooled this week on blogging so it's awesome zach has helped his audience earn millions of dollars by following his actionable steps and case study zach what's happening man hey brian this is gonna be awesome thanks so much for having me good how you doing today in jersey Hey, everything is good. It's nice outside. Usually whenever I'm doing a podcast, it's raining, so everything is looking good. Yeah, we're pretty good here, man. It's a little humid, but the sun is out, um, but we've had some great weather. I'm, I know you guys have too. We're right in the center of the state in Michigan, so we've had some great weather. Awesome. Yeah, it's always good to actually run my business out of my house, but cool. we got flooded four years ago at Superstorm Sandy, so oh, yeah. four years later, we're still dealing with that, and I'm actually in a temporary apartment right now. But I have a nice view looking out over the water once again. So cool. it's been a continuing mission for the past four years. Very good, man. So let's jump right into it here. And you, so you are walking out on the beach, let's say, and somebody just stops you and you're chatting. And they say, hey, man, what do you do? What do you tell them? I say, I'm the guy who controls the internet. No, I'm not controlling <laughs> the internet, but I, I do play a part in the advertisements that they see online. And once I do really start telling them about this, their mind is completely blown because the majority of advertisements that you see on the internet these days is based on your demographic data, right. what type of sites you visit. And then once you tell people this, they're completely blown away and terrified to use the internet. Yeah, they are terrified. And that's I'm glad you said terrified because I think until you really, you know, some people in our world, since we're a marketing firm, I think some people kind of get it. But really, you know, when you go Google search things and you go shop somewhere, let's say you shop at uh, Amazon and you're looking at video equipment or something like that, you start to see ads from other people on other websites that you post. And that's just not by accident. No, not at all. And it's funny because I've been doing this for about 20 years now. And back in the late 90s, early 2000s, all the companies were buying as much advertising as they possibly could just because they had all this venture money and they wanted to say, hey, look, we got so much traffic coming to our site. Yeah. And now it's all about the actual real money that's going out there. So those ads that you're seeing today are all based off of demographic data that the advertisers are collecting and knowing. So they're spending less money but making more money because only relevant advertising is being shown to people that are more likely to purchase. Yeah, because I guess the whole idea here is is if you're serving ads to people that don't, let's say, you know, I buy fishing gear once in a while and hunting gear, and, and if you're serving ads to maybe somebody else that doesn't fish at all, there's no point. Right. It, it's basically 
killing any reason to buy magazine advertising or a billboard. So how many people are driving down that street and never look at that billboard sure. advertisement that they're paying for? So this is just revolutioning every type of advertising you could possibly think of. So we get into this a little bit later in the show, man, but I want to put you on the spot. Like, uh, And correct me if I'm wrong, but this really has only been in the last few years that we've really been able, and maybe even the last year, to get hyper-targeted on very, very precise data, especially on social media and, and web traffic. Where is it going? Like, how, how hyper can we get? How hyper can they get? And how much can they know? And I don't even know who they is. It's like the Matrix or something, man. But how, how, do, how, how where are we going? Where are we headed? Yeah, so this really all started coming together when Facebook had billions of users on their site. And right. They're just collecting data like crazy because once you start talking about what you're interested in and check things off and like that, that's all going into a database. And it's so easy for advertisers to just say, okay, give me all single males living in New York City that are in between the ages of 35 and 40. And boom, they can just set up a dating campaign and every one of them is related to it. So. The advertising and that's easy data to get. That's really yeah, easy. and that's easy data. And everybody who's listening is probably freaking out about this. <laughs> but at the same time, they're not getting this on an individual basis. Like they don't know that it's exactly you, but sure. you're being pushed into that sector of advertisements that's being shown to. So Google really came out with this with their own self-serve advertising platform, and really just blew everything away. And in the beginning, it was like affiliate marketers and everyone killing it with this platform. And now it's basically every business out there today. But we're still seeing this get more targeted. And now that more people are using mobile advertising, Facebook was actually having a lot of struggles with this in the beginning because they didn't know how to monetize their audience that was now accessing the site through mobile ads. But they got better at this and the advertisers got better. And now they're seeing even higher conversions because you can do so much with mobile advertising, not just sending text messages directly to people, but now it's all about location-based services and engaging with the user and sending those coupon codes. So if somebody is in a specific area, you could essentially send them a target that says, hey, we see that you're in the vicinity, come into our store and save 25% off. So I think that's really what the future is with advertising and how sickening the targeting is basically going to get. So how do you help people in specific? And I want to talk about like who out there listening needs Zach Johnson and how can they learn more about exactly what you can do for them? And, and who is that, I guess, is what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, so I help people in a lot of different ways. Uh, I started my blog at ZachChanza.com in 2007, and I built that site because I wanted to become a personal brand and move away from being reliant on affiliate marketing. So if I'm promoting an offer and let's say that offer disappears, I have to find a new source of revenue. So now with my new business in place where I'm the authority, I have that brand and I help other people, I've been able to build a site with thousands of articles that Basically, if you were to search for how to make money with a blog or what is affiliate marketing, you're probably going to come across one of my articles. And I teach people how to make money online for free for the most part, but I recommend different services to them. So if, let's say they join an affiliate network and they make a few thousand dollars, I might get a little kickback from that uh, because making that referral to the network. So when it comes to helping people, I can help them with anything from setting up the first ad campaign, setting up a blog, and the simple things, I usually provide that information for free. And if it's more like in-depth where there's already a business or a company out there that has a business in place, but they don't know how to take it to that next level, yeah. or maybe they're getting into Facebook ads for the first time and they're trying to figure it out, that's where the consulting type of partnerships come in. So I looked at looked through your stuff here over the last few days, and one of the things is setting up a blog. And you talk about your affiliate links, but I think you have four or five resources out there. Some are WordPress themed, some are hosting, and obviously those are things that you know you do make money on that. But they're, you're not going to refer something that doesn't work very well. 
because that wouldn't make much sense, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Everything that I'm promoting, I'm basically using myself. And it's come to the point where there's so many different solutions out there that if you're trying to figure this out for the first time. Now, you think about when you set up your website or your blog for the first time, how hard is that? You grab the domain name, you set up hosting, and then you installed WordPress. But that first time you did it, it probably took you like two to three hours, not to mention how much time you put into selecting who's the cheapest web host and who's most reliable. So I try and save people a lot of time by actually just saying, okay, just do this, 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 and you'll be done. Because if you were to try and do this yourself, it's just going to be a never-ending process of researching, and you're really never going to get ahead. So somebody out there that's listening going, look, man, I'm working in a regular job. But, you know, this sounds awesome to me, but I just, I don't know. I have nothing I really think I can contribute and I'm just not very tech savvy. What do you say to them and where do they start? Yeah, so with blogging, there's a lot of ways to look at it. People are blogging just because they want to write about their favorite TV show or their pets or whatnot, maybe even just a hobby. And that could turn into something profitable down the road. But if you really want to make money with a blog or a website, you need to figure out why you're going to create content, how you're going to provide it to an audience, and then how you're going to monetize it. So a perfect example of this is let's say you just bought um, some new software or equipment for doing podcasting and you absolutely love it. And then you create a whole website based around that and you focus on uh, review type articles and doing all the tech specs and everything. And then you start building links to that website from other resources and you really just make an authority site on one specific product. That will start ranking in the search engines. People will find it, and then you can start making money every time they make a purchase from it. So that's just one really simple, quick example. But that's how you have to approach content creation because there's over a billion sites on the internet today, and you're not going to rank at the top of Google or even find a way to compete if you're just going too wide scale and don't have an exact audience or purpose for your site. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's already out there. But talk about content because you've said content already a couple different times. And content is still, and I even think down the road, it's always going to be there and it's always going to be necessary, whether it's video content, whether it's social content, whether it's written word or blogging. But is that something I know you've been doing for a long time? Is that something that you see is always going to be needed? Yeah, I think content is always going to be needed. And like you said, it keeps progressing over time. Like Google, they're still ranking text all the time at the top of the search results. And it's been like 15, 20 years now and it's all about text. But at the same time, you can take that text and you can turn it into a video. You can turn it into a podcast like we're doing now. You can take that same text and actually turn it into an infographic and make your content so much better. So while there's probably millions of sites out there talking about how to start a blog or how to start a website, you have to figure out how to make the best content how to provide it on all different platforms, and how how to make it easier for people to access and shareable through social media and Facebook and whatnot, just so you're providing it to them on their preferred method of reading. Because people are using Pinterest, some are using Facebook, and some are reading. So the majority of people that come to your site, and if they see a ton of text, they're just going to leave like right, right after reading the first paragraph because mm-hmm. that's just boring. So you got to provide different ways to engage with your audience. So no matter what type of content you're creating, you always have to be a step ahead of the competition. All right, Zach, 10, 10 years, long time in our business, 10 years is a lifetime. But 2000, let's see, was it 2006, 2026, zachjohnson.com and or just us in general in the digital advertising space. What are we going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, so it's crazy because 
the progression of technology is just multiplying faster and faster every year. And to think that I've been in this industry for 20 years is quite amazing because it really did just fly by in a second. But yeah. going off those same principles that got me from where I was to where I am today is providing value and making sure that my resources are still stuff that people are going to be searching for years to come. And even while the USA is still like way ahead of many of the other countries, it's a good idea to think about how those countries are quickly getting online, but they'll be starting off where we were like 10 years ago. Right. So the basics, right. there's so much opportunity to be looking at. So even if you don't want to focus on 10 years into the future of where the United States might be from now, where we are right now might be where 50% of the world is 10 years from now. So, so going forward, I'm just going to say that I'm going to be keeping my same model, have everything in place, kind of with what I'm doing today with content creation, and hopefully running my brand and business still the same way I am today. Yeah, and I like that too, providing value, because I think you're right. There's always going to be somebody, there's always going to be a need for somebody that has tried things out like you have and worked with different softwares and different platforms and really say, these are the ones that work really well for us. And this is what has worked several times for our clients. And so I think there's always going to be a need for somebody to save that step, like you said, to get a domain and to research that. So value and content, I think those things aren't going to change a whole lot. We'll just be using different platforms maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. And just think about like everything that you've Googled in the past week. Yeah. They're probably the most basic questions in the world, but you eventually did end up on the website and there was advertisements on it. You may have filled out a form. You may have bought something from it. That's going to keep happening for several years to come. So whatever you have in place today, or even if you don't have anything in place today, look at the long-term thing. And even if you just do one article a day or build one new backlink to your site, a year down the road is going to come sooner than you quit, than you think. So you want to put that together so you have something in place. Yeah, really get started, right? Yeah, definitely. All right, man. So we're the machine. We call this the business machine. And the reason how we came up with the name is because we felt that we're, you know, you and I, since we're both owners and, and we are a big part of our machine, we're making sure that, that it is always running like a fine-tuned machine. But what do you do, Zach? What do you do to make sure? Because in this world, we can get sidetracked, you know, our email, our phone, our all the different things that we should be doing. And you work out of your home. So, but how do you make sure that your machine, the Zach Johnson machine is running consistently on a daily basis so that if you're not around all the time, it's still kind of going for you. All right. So I actually mentioned this at the beginning of the show, which is funny because it comes together perfectly. So I work out of the house. Four years ago, we got nailed with Superstorm Sandy, had like almost two feet of water in the house. Oh I work God. out of the house. Everything's flooded. Long story short, I'm out of the house for about nine months and off the computer for literally almost a month and a half to two months. Wow. But from the business side, if you went to my websites, if you went to my business, you would have no idea that I wasn't working full-time every single day because I put in the content. I have the automation in there with mailing lists. I have ad campaigns continually running. So I'm a one-person business, and I put all that together. So there's no reason why you need to have 100 people in your company working for you, and you can automate the process and basically run a business from anywhere. So I don't think there's a better example of if you actually had to disappear or something for a while because <laughs> you didn't. what I actually went <laughs> yeah. So even though Superstorm Sandy came through, your machine kept running somehow. Yeah, and it was an amazing opportunity because while I was running the business and trying to repair the house, it was a whole other business in itself to try and deal with the insurance work, contractors, oh and everything God, else. Yeah. So I definitely was away from the business, but it still kept running the way it was. You know, I don't think we, you know, back here at home when we see, like, we, we get it, we get how bad it is when that, that storm went through. And, but, you know, and, we just don't think of how long it takes to recover from something like that. And just working with the insurance company, I mean, I know how it is working with a little car thing that we had. That's nothing compared to a whole house. 
Yeah, it's quite amazing. Like I said, four years now since it happened. And oh my God. sure, it was on the news for a week or so. Yeah, right, right, right. I totally feel for everyone in Texas right now with the floods and yep. the mud just going through because I can relate to their situation. So everyone has their own problems, but they quickly are forgotten by everyone else. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Zach, let's talk about mistakes, man. You know, we, you and I were talking before the show that we started this based on like, hey, let's figure out some mistakes that people made so that we could at least share those so people knew what not to do when starting a business or working in a business. What are some things that you kind of would highlight as like, don't do this? Yeah. So my first mistake was buying a house on the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, well, why would you be around all that water then? Yeah, right. So, and ironically enough, I'm in an apartment on the water again, <laughs> yeah, but good. that's another story. You didn't learn. <laughs> so business-wise, I would say you absolutely have to stay focused. And looking back 20 years, I've definitely had my hands in everything. I've done affiliate marketing, email marketing, built my own websites, and worked on a ton of projects that didn't work. But what I found was that sometimes I spread myself too thin. Yeah. And that's often referred to as shiny object syndrome because you're working on something. It's not progressing as much as you'd like. And then you see someone making thousands of dollars in mobile advertising or whatever. And you're like, hey, I think I can try that too. Oh, I know. And then when you do that, you start losing focus on what you were making money with in the first place. So if I had to do it again, I would just say to really have more focus on what I knew was working at the time. Yeah, that shiny object thing is something that we hear a lot here on the show, and I have it. It's a terrible, terrible disease. And I always thought it'd be funny, you know, those stupid, uh, oh, like prescription um, advertisements they have for the newest drug that's out. Yeah. 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 So I'd like to make one of those for entrepreneurs. You know, it's like every time we see something like, oh, like, hey, we should try that or we could do this. But yeah, that's a problem. So how do we stay focused? How do we do that, though? It takes a lot of time, dedication, making sure you don't have distractions around you nonstop. And it's really just something that you have to work through. And I don't know, I've just gotten better. I don't have an exact answer of how to do it, but it's something that you actually have to experience because you can then know that if you do start wavering, what can happen as a result of that. Yeah. And somebody was saying on a podcast earlier, it's like, my concern is, is like, I'll have a good idea for something. And luckily I put somebody here in place to run our company, Melissa, and she is the one that I have to pass everything by like, Hey, could we do this? And she always says, no, we already have a company, which is good because I need that. But then how do you know when that shiny object is actually a really good idea? And somebody said, well, you've really got to make sure everything else is running before you even attempt to do something else. Yeah, totally. And it is all about going after those different projects because you do never know what yeah. is next. And right before I launched, like I can almost map out each of the events that really was a huge pivoting point in my business over the past 20 years. And one of them was the introduction of MySpace. So I created a MySpace resource website and it ended up generating roughly a million dollars in almost profit within a year of time. And that was just something that I was like saying, okay, this is a weird project. I'm going to go for it. And it did end up working. But if it didn't work, at some point, I would have said, okay, this isn't worth pursuing, so I'd have to cut it off. And I did that same exact thing when I launched the blog at ZachJohnson.com. And it's easy to look at anyone's success online and say, wow, look at what they've done. I'm going to do that same thing. But everything that I've done has 20 years of work behind it. So that's what I think most people don't really understand or appreciate, especially on the internet, because you only see the success stories. You don't really read about all the failures that right. it took to get there. <laughs> right, yeah. No one talks about, well, these five businesses didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Good. I like that. And you're right. I mean, that's a tough thing for all of us entrepreneurs. Um, let's talk about work-life balance. I don't like that uh, term, and but I want to keep it in there because I just like saying that I don't like it. But at some point, Zach, you and I both have to be able to not work. And sometimes that's as easy as shutting our phones off. But if you have this entrepreneur syndrome, I guess we could call it, it we're still working in our brains 24-7. So how do you shut it off, even if that's the right word, but how do you make sure you're not getting burned out or some advice that you could give on how we all make sure we don't get burned out? Yeah, it's definitely easy to get burned out, especially when you're working on projects that you don't like or they don't seem to be coming together. So throughout the day, I have a dog. I'm always taking her out for walks just to really get away. And if you're sitting on the computer all day, it's like one of the worst things you can do. And the more you work and try and get it done, the less you're actually going to get done because you just can't get in the zone. And something else I love to do is play basketball. So few days a week, I'll be playing basketball, maybe two to three hours in the morning, get to uh, actually socialize with other people in the world and not just sitting on a computer. And I'm always leaving the nights open for when my wife gets home from work, then I'll just really chill. So my workplace, uh, I'm usually working from around nine to five in the afternoon with various things going on throughout the day. So that's how I kind of really break it all apart. So give me some, a quick step process. And I know there's some free, there's tons of free form uh, things that you can get from your website, tons of information. And I'll put all those in the show notes too. But somebody out there is like, you know what, I really think that this is something that is a need. I should really blog about this. I should talk about this. I think I have something that's really going to benefit other people. And I think it's a pretty good search term. But I think this is something that doesn't really exist out there. But I don't know where to start. How do we do it? Okay, so one of the easiest things to do that everybody can do, they don't need any fancy tools, is just go to Google and type in whatever it is they want to write about or they think they can possibly make money with. Okay. So once you do search for that, you can see what is ranking, but not so much what's ranking, but look at the advertisers that are appearing on the page. Because Google is going to blast as many advertisements on that main page for the search results as they can. They're going to be right above the organic search results, and they're going to be on the right side as well. So if you see a lot of advertisers coming up for whatever you're searching, there's a very good chance that you can actually build an affiliate partnership with some of those companies so that when someone do comes to your website, those ads might appear on your site and every time they get clicked on, you're going to get money from it. So that's one of the easiest ways for someone who's not really technically advanced or doing this full time can do a quick check to see if it's something that they can make money with. Now talk a little bit about, because there's always this heart court, uh, there's always this horse before the cart, cart before the horse, those kind of syndromes. But somebody's like, well, great, I've got this blog, but I don't have a whole lot of traffic. No one's going to want to advertise on there. What do you say to that? Yeah. So I would say to find out what the goal of your site is. And if it's a review type of site, the goal is to get somebody to purchase a product. So you don't necessarily need a lot of people to come to your website. So a good example of this is blogging.org, where I walk people through the process of how to start a blog. I don't need a massive amount of people coming to the site because I know that a good majority of the people that come there want to learn how to start a blog. So most of them are going to sign up for web hosting and walk through the process. Now, I could have a million people coming to that site, but if only a tenth of a percent are actually signing up, what good is it to me? It's much better to have a thousand people coming to the site and have maybe five to ten percent of them signed up. So you want to know the end goal of your audience, how you're going to provide value to them, and then have a call to action for them to actually walk through that you can monetize the process. And no matter what it is you're going to be writing about or trying to make money with, it comes down to those three simple steps. And once you do that, it's then finding the audience and how to get in front of them. So when I went to your website, the screen came up and it says get $297 in free blogging bonuses. And that comes with free WordPress install, 22 WordPress training videos, and a complimentary WordPress theme. So talk about what WordPress is just for those people out there that don't really know even what that means. 
Yeah, so WordPress is basically a free tool that makes it extremely easy to create content on the internet. Right. Now, before 2007, everything I did was websites with HTML. And that website that I talked about earlier, the MySpace resource site, that was actually over 10,000 pages of HTML that oh I hand-coded for the whole thing. And that's You did that yourself? I did that myself. That's how I've done like 99% of everything I've done in the past 20 years. I've done it all myself. But that was the absolute last time I ever did an HTML website. Because in 2007, I launched my blog at ZachJohnson.com. I had to use WordPress. It's a free solution. And it's basically using something like Microsoft Word and creating content and putting it onto the internet. Sounds confusing, but it's dead simple. And it's even come to the point where you just sign up for web hosting, click a button, and WordPress is instantly installed. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's dead simple, easy. Anyone can get started with a website. And you don't need to know anything about coding like HTML that you would in previous years. Talk about domains a little bit, because I know that's important, too. So typically, does it matter as much to have a domain that really speaks to exactly what we're talking about? And like, you know, if we want to talk about fishing, like how to fish better? I mean, should we really look for those keywords in our domain or is it more about the content that's on the site? It's definitely about the content, but I still think domain names are extremely important for anybody that don't that doesn't have their name as a domain, I highly recommend they get it because someone out in the world definitely has the same name as you. And if they get that domain name, it's very unlikely you'll ever get it back. Yeah, and buy your kids' names too. Yeah, buy your kids' name, buy buy your enemy's name. (laughs) Yeah, right. Control if you ever need to. (laughs) So get every domain you can. And it's something, it's pretty cool because I own ZachJohns.com. I think I registered it back in 2002 Uh and I just sat on it for like five years. But then I wanted ZachJohnson.net as well. I wanted ZachJohnson.org and I actually just got ZachJohnson.org last week because I had um, basically a back order in place for like the past 10 years that if it ever did register and the person didn't renew it, I, I would get it. And that's how I picked it up. So, so I have those back alt- orders do work then. Eh? Yeah, they actually do work. You might be waiting a lifetime, but yeah. you would be absolutely surprised with some of the names that I've been able to get that I've actually offered thousands of dollars for. And I end up getting it for about 50 bucks. Which, uh, which domain uh, reseller would you use or suggest to our users? Yeah, I use uh, pool, P-O-O-L.com as one. And I also use namejet dot com okay cool yeah i got guess what i was trying to get bryantown.com and somebody has it i'm close and it's he doesn't even use it anymore but there's another bryantown out there which i was really surprised but um so i got um the bryantown but then i just got bryantown.ninja oh nice that's badass i mean i don't know if i'll ever use it but it's so cool to have yeah you don't want to mess with that though man <laughs> yeah. what do you think about the other tlds man i mean do you think is how long is it going to be before because com is still the domain uh that's the one how long is it going to be before some of these tlds really start to take off yeah i still think .com.net.org is okay really all the buzz i don't recommend going after all the other ones just because it's really a scheme just to get people to buy domain names uh so that they can make money. You don't really see them ranking in the search results, but I do see a lot of people going after the .ninja as of lately just because it's yeah. so cool. Right. I, yeah, you don't see any of those ranking. I mean, if you look at the ones that rank, most of them are going to be .com, then maybe .org, then .net. So you're right. Right. And it's, it's funny because as online marketers and stuff, we know about all this stuff, but the average person, if you say, like, go to uh, some weird name and then dot whatever, whatever they come up with today, they might not even know that that's a website and they might add like a dot com to it or something. So I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Have to, I guess, 
bigger companies have to get into. I think even Burger King or someone tried doing a campaign like that where it had like a weird dot something at the end. And most people didn't even know that's what they were promoting. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of them that are out there now. Like I saw dot contractor and you're exactly right. I think what people would do, they would put dot contractor dot com and then it wouldn't work. Right. And then and then contractor.com gets a ton of traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So you're right, man. We're not ready. I think it's going to be a while if, if uh, I mean, it's going to be a long time before that, you know, those dot coms really are not the main domain, if ever. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunities still to get some really great domain sure. names through aftermarkets and just buying them. And really, it, I would just definitely go after your name, whether it's a dot com, dot net or org, because if you don't, someone else is going to eventually get it. Yeah, I'm always surprised that when we do a lot of work for clients and coming up with new names for businesses and branding, we go out and we find domains. I'm like, I can't believe that was available. So there are still domains out there. Yep. All right. So talk a little bit about um, employees. And I know you don't have any employees, but one of the things that we try to talk a lot about here on our on our show is talking about how some of the employees that we have, trying to keep them and some of our small business owners, how do you keep employees sort of motivated? And is that something that ever comes up when you're talking about maybe training other companies on social media and working with their employees? And, and talk a little bit about what you know, I know you don't use very many employees, but I'm sure you have some BAs and things like that that help you run your business. Talk a little bit about how we can do that. Yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to try and expand out to. But oftentimes when I do that, I find that I can either get it done faster or get it done better myself versus teaching someone how to do it. But I know when you're scaling a company and going big in size, employees are a must. So what it comes down to finding, whether it's freelance writers or designers and whatnot, it usually comes down to personal recommendations and looking at portfolios and resumes of what they've done in the past. So for me, what's worked best has been personal outreach and finding, because right now there's just so many people looking for jobs and work online that there's no reason why you can't find someone to start doing work for them. Yeah. When it does come time to train them, a great way to do it is to actually do a screen recording of you going through the process and then handing that off to them. Because if what you want to outsource usually is the tedious tasks that take up your time and aren't worth your time on an hourly basis. So you can record yourself doing that once, hand it off to the person, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to replicate that same process to you. Yeah, I like that recording too, because not only can you use it for that person, but you can use it for several others that come in to either replace them or to do similar type work too. Yeah, exactly. And you can basically build almost a little portfolio of your own so that if that person does end up leaving, the next one that does come in, you already have all that pre-built and you can just hand it off to them. Yeah, like here's our FAQs to learn how to do your job. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a quote, man. I'm a big quote guy. I used to be an educator for a long time. So give us a quote that you like. All right. I got a quote. This one's from Gary Vaynerchuk and it's, you're 100% in in charge of your life. Now stop bitching. And That one just basically says it like it is because my other favorite quote is get shit done and it's just about doing it because so many people are complaining. It seems like everybody is more worried about the Kardashians or some other garbage going on in the world. Stop watching TV, go on the internet, find out how to make money, take control of your life and just stop complaining. Yeah, I like Gary. He's him and he is just all over the place right now with that type of video and stuff and that's what he talks about a lot. He's like, just go out and do it. So I like that a lot. Give me a book. What's a book? We have all kinds of business books that we've read, maybe the first 20 or 30 pages, but give me one that I need to read the whole thing. All right. Here's a book that I actually read the whole thing. Good. It's Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. It's a simple book, but it's the book you need to read to understand how the world of the internet works. Because what worked last month, a year ago, even yesterday, it might not work tomorrow. And the book is all about finding out how to take care of yourself and work around 
the distractions and obstacles that are going to come your way without letting someone give you an answer. Yeah, and it's really about how you perceive what's really going on. I mean, that's one of the things that, and I've read that book before, and that really, it, it's all about what are you going to react or how are you going to react to that situation? And that's really all it is. It's your reaction to the situation. It's not the situation. It's not what was done. It's not what you messed up or what went really well. It's how you react to what happened. Yeah, and it's a good book because, like you said, I got a ton of books on my closet and everything. And I read maybe the first couple of pages, but that one is short. It's engaging and it's easy for anyone. Yeah. That's a classic. That's been around forever. Yeah. All right, man. If you could have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? I would have to say Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, really? Yeah. You did not say sports player, but what most people don't realize is he is a super entrepreneur. If you go into Five Guys, the burger chain, or 24-hour fitness, or even the movie theater, there's a very good chance a portion of your money is going right into his pocket because he has a massive franchise of businesses. And one of right when he got into the NBA, he spent like a million dollars within the first 15 minutes. And then he had an advisor say, okay, you got to start taking over <laughs> and realize what type of position you're in. And since then, he has just been an entrepreneur like crazy. And now he makes more money as an entrepreneur than he ever did in the NBA. And it's, he's a great guy. I got to meet him years ago in Orlando. And I, w- I always loved the guy before I even knew he was an entrepreneur. But just finding out all the other stuff was great. So that's someone that would be awesome to have dinner with. Yeah, that would be a great dinner. I saw him play. I went to University of Alabama years and years ago, and he was playing for LSU. And he came, and I just remember somebody saying, yeah, they got this like seven-foot guy, Shaquille <laughs> or Shaq or something. We're going to go check him out. Because we didn't. no one went to Alabama basketball right. then. We all went to the football games. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's check it out. And he was something else. And uh, then all of a sudden, he's like Shaq you know, from then on out. Yeah, yeah. Even after NBA, he's been blessed with just entertainment deals and yeah. sponsoring everything under the sun. So he's awesome to pay attention to. What technology or app or software or something that you couldn't live without you use every day? Yeah, I'm going to go back and say WordPress. That pretty much changed yeah. the game for so many people. And it definitely did for me in 2007. And now it's almost 2017. So 10 years of me using the software, it's just been getting better and it's free for people to use. So Everyone's got to take advantage of it. Yeah, we as a as a marketing word or a web, um, web development firm here, we went back and forth between when we started. Like, all right, let's just hand code everything and make everything customer. Hey, let's do this, and we finally settled on WordPress and said, nope, that's all we're going to do, and that's all that's how we build our sites for every single client, and it's been the best thing that we've ever done. Nice. And it's funny because so many businesses are out there making millions of dollars simply because they've either become WordPress theme developers right. or app developers or even just support for people using WordPress. So a free platform has generated billions of dollars for other businesses. Yeah, it's just open source and free. And I, you know, I think it's something, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's 80 or 90% of the, of the websites that are out there built in WordPress or something like that. It's outrageous. Yeah, totally. All right, man. So how do we get best to get in touch with you? How can we find out how you can help us? How do we learn how to blog? What's the best way? Cool. So you can get in touch with me. All you got to do is go to Google, type in Zach Johnson, Z-A-C Johnson. I'm pretty much going to dominate that whole first page because I've been talking about how important it is to not only have your name as a domain, but also to create content and rank for it as well. So you can go to ZachJohnson.com or you can go to blogging.org and walk through my seven-step process of how easy it is to start creating content, ranking it, and making money online. Because You don't need to make a ton of money. You just need to make a little bit amount of money because when you make money online, you're making money 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So it's important to not think about a regular nine to five job when it comes to making money online. 
Yeah, and guys, if you just Google search or go up to Chrome and Google search uh, blogging or how to blog, uh, blogging.org is right there. So right below the ads. Nice. So he's pretty easy. Yeah, you love that. Oh, yeah, it's pretty easy to pretty easy to find him, and there's great content on there. Um, so definitely check out the site. Zach, before we get to the last question, is there anything that I missed, anything else you want to share with the audience? Basically, it's all about taking action because I know there's someone out there listening to this right now saying, okay, these episodes are great. I'm going to listen to all of them, and then I'm finally going to launch my business. But what you actually have to do is launch your business today. Right. It doesn't matter if you're just getting a domain or setting up your site or writing your first article. You have to take action because the more you sit around, it's just going to become something that's in the back of your mind. Take action, learn from it, and put everything into play. I love that. So go to ZachJohnson.com. See what resources that he uses to host websites and to do WordPress and to get WordPress themes by your domain, then go back and read all the great content that's on there because then you would have your website up before you did that. So that'd be great. Definitely. All right, brother. Last question. What do you think or what do you hope your legacy, Zach Johnson's legacy will be? Yeah, so I'd love to be known as just a great person who is funny, knowledgeable, put myself out there to help others and really someone who's providing value even years after I'm dead because who knows what's going to happen on the internet, but I spent a lot of my life on it. So I'm sure some of that content is still going to be out there. All right, man. Thanks a lot for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on here, man. We're definitely going to check out your site, and I know all my guests are too. So, Zach, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Thanks. It's been a blast. Zach Johnson of blogging.org and zachjohnson.com, hoping to leave a legacy many, many, many years after he is gone, which we still have a long time uh, before that, to teach us how to blog, to teach us how to make money online. Check out zachjohnson.com. And he's got a great following on social media. It'll all be in the show notes. And thank you for listening. It's been a great show. And remember, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Business Machine.